What's up, y'all? My name's Lanre, and you're listening to In The Mix, where I get to speak with artists from all over, from all walks of life, about the music industry, our personal lives, and how they mix together. And hey, maybe you'll learn something on the way. This is a place where artists can just be artists. Welcome to In The Mix. Welcome to another episode of In The Mix. My name is Landre, and today I have the very special pleasure of introducing you to Lindsay from Miami, Florida. Lindsay, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good. Awesome, awesome. (laughs) How are we doing today? How are you doing today? (laughs) I'm good, I'm good. It's been a long week. My dog, you know, she was just at daycare, so she's like smelling up the house. She always like comes back smelling really weird. And so I don't know why it just always puts me in the weirdest mood. So I'm like, ah, I'm doing okay. <laughs> oh gosh. What kind of dog do you have? Uh, she's a golden doodle. Oh, I love both of those things. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a dog? I do. I had a dog growing up and then okay. I had cats. Right now I don't have any pets. So. Okay. Yeah. I was kind of in that phase. I had dogs growing up and then I was in a phase of just no pets and then yeah. boom, just got a puppy. So <laughs> I love animals. They're a lot of work though. They are. Oh my gosh. They it's a are. job. It is. Job. Like I, I feel like I had all these things going on. And I was like, you know what? Let me make my life a little busier and get <laughs> a puppy and have to body trade. Totally. Yeah. But so Lindsay, thank you for coming on today. Um, I was checking out some of your music, like I mentioned before, and I was like really, really impressed by your sound and sort of your whole thing. So if you can tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and about your music specifically. Yeah, for sure. So I'm actually originally from New York City. I moved to Florida two years ago, a little over two years ago. And I started out in musical theater growing up. It was, you know, show after show. And then 10 to 15 years ago, I was like, "Eh, I kind of want to do my own thing. I want to write my own music. So I started a band. I started writing songs. And then I started just putting myself out there. And now I've kind of I'm just continuing to do it. And here I am. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, that's how you get the dream to work, you know? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's just, it's, it goes beyond passion. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, my therapy, it's my mental sanity. It's part of my identity. And, you know, maybe I'm not a superstar that everyone knows, you know, but for me, I'm successful in Mm -hmm. what I've done and I'm really damn proud of what I've done. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And I love that mentality of just like being appreciative of where you are. Yeah. That's been a, a journey for me as well as finding like the beauty and what's going on now. And, you know, the, the outcomes are going to be the outcomes, whether we, you know, no matter what we do. Right. So it's like, yeah. we might as well enjoy the journey. Yeah. I mean, we're not, you know, there's, you, you can get lucky and have, you know, a song go viral but at the end of the day it really shouldn't be about that it should be Mm -hmm. about you know the reason the intention behind why you're doing it you know do you love it or are you doing it for a reason that is not honest with yourself you know so it it just goes beyond you know the the whole like famous thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's funny you bring up intentions because one thing i saw a lot of times in your interview with uh shout out miami was that you you mentioned like music is your therapy. I mm-hmm. want I was kind of interested to see if you can expand on that and kind of like explain what you mean by that. Totally. So I grew up in an environment, you know, everyone has their story with their families and their in their life and 
I had some hardships throughout my life that I went through with my family. And, you know, I had some personal tragedies that happened as I was growing up and into my adult years. And it just taught me a lot about being honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. And I was in therapy for a long time. I mean, I was Mm -hmm. in therapy for over 10 years. And I think there's a stigma around therapy. And I think some people are scared of it because they're like, you must be insane if you're in therapy. But at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, like, it's just about having an unbiased opinion and getting help. Mm-hmm. And there were times in my life where I just really needed help. Yeah. And I feel 10 million times better than I've ever felt before, mm-hmm. just through all the experiences that I've had. Mm-hmm. But I would say that my writing really correlates with all the experiences that I've gone through for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that's awesome that you mentioned that about therapy. I started going to therapy like a little bit before the lockdowns in 2020. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it, it really did change my life. And yeah. I don't think it was a coincidence that that was around the time that I started releasing music as well. Because um, I think that's there's amazing. a lot. Yeah, thank you. And <laughs> it, there was a lot of like mental fog that was happening in my brain that once like I was able to talk and that how you describe therapy, by the way, is exactly how I describe it, that you just need like a non-biased person just to talk to. Right. It's not like you have like a ton of issues. You may have that, but it's really just to have that like mental training, like how you would go work out, how do you go to a doctor, how you brush your teeth? You know, it's, it's a part of your body that that needs that stimulation. Um, so I, I love that. And I love how you related that to music as well. So a little bit about your background, has music always been therapy? Like even when you were doing musical theater stuff or. Yeah. When I was a kid, I don't know. I was just born singing out of the womb <laughs> and the <laughs> doctor, the doctor told my mom, this is going to be a feisty one when I popped out. So <laughs> I guess I just came into this world Kicking, screaming, crying, and singing. I don't know. Came in hot. (laughs) I just came in hot. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just, it's, I'm just drawn to it, man. Mm -hmm. Like I'm drawn to art. I'm drawn to music. I'm drawn to stories. Yeah. I just, I love hearing people's story. I love helping people. Mm -hmm. I love being able to relate to people. Yeah. And for me, it's music. For some people, it's, business for some people Mm -hmm. it's being a doctor a lawyer you know it's everyone's idea and version of creativity is so different and mine just happens to be the literal art of creativity which is music and all the above yeah yeah and I, I think because in our society we you know we look at musicians as like we put them as the same as celebrities now and you know yeah. influencers and all that kind of thing so it's very attractive to people who may not know what their journey is yet so they're like you know what I'm gonna try and be a musician versus someone who like and I can relate to you so much on this from when you were a kid music was just that thing for some reason and yeah, you know just, mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I'm it's like, you. yeah, we may not have known exactly where we were going to go. Like yourself, I did the musical theater route. I was like, maybe it's strictly on stage. And then I was like, oh, you know what? I actually also like songwriting. Mm-hmm. But I knew like music kept pulling me back, you know, and through like a lot of work and a lot of like trial and error, I found what that path was. 
right? So I feel like that was, it was that kind of your journey as well, just like kind of trying things out. Yeah, I think I'm still still to this day yeah. <laughs> trying to figure things out. I The mm. one thing my dad taught me just as I was growing up was you're never going to stop learning. Mm-hmm. You're always going to be learning. You're going to go through phases in your life where you think you have the answers and then something happens and you're like, well, <laughs> I don't have the answer anymore because right. now I don't know, you know, we go through chapters, we go through a lot of different things in our lives, mm-hmm. lots of different doors. And it's just what you choose to do with the doors that you enter and what's behind yeah. them. That is the answer to everything. Facts. Facts. So. And I, I was just talking to someone about that yesterday. I think the difference between the, the difference that successful people do versus not successful people is a willingness to learn. And then the willingness to know that you're not the thought leader, you're not going to be the thought leader in every room, right? You're not no. going to be the most talented. You're not going to, you shouldn't be, you know, like, and that was kind of the reason behind this podcast was like, I want to meet people who are doing something completely different than me, completely better than how I'm doing it currently. And, and so that I can learn from them and the listeners can learn through me tangentially, you know? Yeah. I, I'm definitely inspired by what you're doing. I actually, oh, thank you tried something similar. Um, I didn't feel, you know, in my experience with it, I didn't feel confident in that experience that I had with it, but I Mm -hmm. still tried. And I thought it was so amazing just learning from other people. Mm -hmm. And what I took from it is it actually reignited my confidence to get back into music. I Mm -hmm. actually stopped for a little while Mm-hmm. I kind of lost some confidence and just wasn't sure what to do anymore. And mm-hmm. talking to other artists and musicians and hearing their stories inspired me and helped me mm-hmm. get that confidence back. And, you know, meeting yeah. someone like you and talking to someone like you, you're the, mm-hmm. you're part of the reason why this is such a beautiful thing that we do. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. And you as well. I personally hope that you do get back into it because you're very easy to talk to well i am back into it i just yeah. want an ep <laughs> oh that's awesome that's we're gonna get to that in a second <laughs> but uh from what you just said about kind of the ebbs and flows right that's something that i don't see talked about enough especially by um you know superstars and people who are like major figures in the industry and then I don't see it even talked about with uh, emerging artists like us, right? And yeah. knowing that it's not all sunshine and rainbows. And I would like to know, like, if you can think of a, a time, like a significant time or recent time where there was that ebb and flow. I know you just mentioned that it happened, yeah. but like, what was kind of like the story behind it? I think, you know, when you're in your 20s, I'm in my 30s, but when you're in your mm-hmm. 20s and you are starting out as an artist, you know, you're young, you're, the industry is, is ageist a little bit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, you can look really young, but if you're not 22, 23 years old, Mm -hmm. then you are looked at differently. And I didn't make it as a superstar when I was 22, 23, because Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, whatever choices I make didn't lead me down that road and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And here I am now and I'm, I'm in, I'm still in it. I'm still doing it. I'm still loving it, but I feel like I have to go about it differently Yeah, because I'm not a Gen Z. I'm a millennial and I'm, I'm, you know, I can't put myself out there as 
a Gen Zer. I have to put mm-hmm. myself out there and be honest as a millennial. What yeah. I will say is that you can still make it as an artist, no matter what age you're at. Yeah. There's just, you just kind of have to make sure that it makes sense with who you are mm-hmm. because trying to act like I'm 30, you know, I'm 30 something. Right. But me mm-hmm. trying to act as if I'm 22 mm-hmm. is not going to be honest. And people don't relate to artists that aren't honest. Right. Right. I don't completely. know if I trailed. I might have trailed off. But. No, that that was great because I, I completely agree. And I, I think the industry today is so wide open and it's so tra- it's more transparent than it was, you know, even 10 years ago where the model was, OK, you're a child star, either you're a child star or you break out when you're like in your early 20s and then you have like a 20 year long career. Yeah. Right. That's not the model anymore. No, and it's I, not. I, and I feel like, but the mentality is still there because of the industry heads that are in charge of the labels and radio and things like that. So I think what's been such a like interesting phenomenon that I've been seeing is like people in all sorts of walks of life, like people are like becoming insta famous by like playing the violin at age 50, you know, yeah. or, and now they're touring with like Maroon 5 or something like that. So like, there's all this like avenues that have opened up which also makes it hard, like even, even harder. harder. Yeah. Even harder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause now everybody's expecting that, like, okay, you know, I have to fit into this box just so I can get this viral moment. And then it changes my life forever. Yeah. Right? I mean, dude, it's so hard to like have an Instagram, have a TikTok, mm-hmm. have a, a, what's it called? A YouTube channel, have all the things. There's another one, a Twitch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it blows my mind. I genuinely mm. don't know what to do. And everyone's like, you need to move to TikTok. TikTok is where to go. Where mm. to go? And I'm like, well, I'm used to Instagram. Right. Right. First I was used to Facebook. Now I'm used to Instagram. Mm-hmm. I can only do so much, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's, it's so oversaturated on all these platforms and mm-hmm. it's a job to become yeah. viral on social media is a job in it's itself. A job. Yes, correct. And you have to be willing to do it and put in the work. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's beautiful if it works, mm-hmm. but it's also, you know, I was thinking about this recently, only mm-hmm. fans. Here's a perfect, perfect example. Yeah. Some people are making tons of money on OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Long term, how sustainable is that really? Mm-hmm. Because with technology mm-hmm. changing, apps changing, people mm-hmm. mimicking certain apps, but creating a better app or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. How do you sustain a long term career in a technology platform that is mm-hmm. constantly influx? evolving? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it blows my mind. You know, technology blows my mind. There's no more AR development reps building mm-hmm. artists. They want to yeah. see that you can build yourself. Yes, yes, yep. So, I, so going back to what you said about um, kind of having foundation and intention, right? That is, I think, the answer to your question, right? Because if you're building, all, all these tools are great, right? TikTok, YouTube shorts, everything, all the different things that just happen to pop up every day that people like push down our throats that we need to do as independent artists. They're great. But (laughs) 
they're they're meaningless unless you have something to say, unless you have an actual I I'm just going to put it this way, unless you're called to do it. Right. Thousand percent agree. Yeah. And so and it makes it one thing that I've been working on and, and sort of putting it changing my perspective a little bit is putting it like this. Okay, this is how me, Lonre, the artist and the person is going to use TikTok. It's going to look different than how Lindsay uses it. It's going to look different than how another person uses it and so on and so so forth. And that is how you get that real connection, right? I'm not going to get it by like dancing to my songs because I don't, (laughs) you know, I don't do that. I'm 30s. I'm like, I'm not in the Gen Z crowd anymore. We're in it together. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, and you know what, that's great. And what I've been finding, and I hope like the listeners like catch on to this is that that's what people stick to, you know, like not every TikTok goes off, but like the ones that do, I can connect with the people and the people can connect with me because that's like, that's a real moment. And that to me is like why I love performing uh, is because of that real connection. And because of that, I was able to like, in my mind, at least psych myself out and be like, you know what, this isn't actually what people framed it out to be. You know, it's actually when I, when I digested it in my own perspective, I was able to take it like that. And one thing I saw um, on your interview was that you also have a really strong connection with performing. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So I'd love to know, like, if you want to like talk more about that, or you can talk about what I just said, whatever you want. <laughs> I'd love to. Yeah. I love performing. Performing is so fun. And it's so amazing. I, as I said, I started out in musical theater and while I loved performing these really fun, cool characters, My favorite performances were the ones where I was rocking out with my band on stage. Mm. I get to make jokes, even if they don't, they don't get, people don't think they're funny. I get to stand on stage and just be me and act Mm -hmm. weird and dance around. I can take my shoes off. I can Mm -hmm. run around the stage. I can run in the audience. Yeah. I can work out any sort of crazy that's going in my head on that damn stage Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. performing is so much fun. It is just so much fun. Yeah. And I think people connect to it because kind of like comedy, Mm -hmm. all these comedians are out there making jokes, you Mm -hmm. know, and a lot of them are really funny and a lot of them are funny because you relate to what they're saying. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Being a singer, you're, you're listening to a story. You're listening to lyrics. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that resonates for people too. Right. That's why people right. like movies. That's why people love binging Netflix because they can mm-hmm. sit and watch their favorite characters on TV shows for, they won't admit it, but six to eight hours at a time sometimes. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they won't admit it, but they do. They yes. Do. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely one of those where it's like, are you continue? Are you watching? I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still am. <laughs> Dude, I love yeah. my shows. I love yeah, them. Me too. I love sitting there and getting connected to someone and on a TV yeah. show. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's no shame in that because it's like, again, that's why we love performing so much is because we identify, you know, and you mm-hmm. ad- like my favorite part of performing is when it can be 250 people or like 25, right? Mm-hmm. But there's always that moment where you can feel someone like connecting to you. It almost gets you like emotional thing about it. It's like, you're looking into their eyes and you literally can like feel that moment, 
right? Like it could be like a fast or slow song, but like they're they're it, like your souls are connecting. Yeah, you know, and I, I always look for that when I'm performing, and it feels like you had the same experience um, in your journey too. Because for me, I was also in musical theater, like I mentioned, and I I loved it so much because you got to like kind of not be yourself and like mm-hmm. you know put on a fantastical show. Yeah, but it, it was different with performing as me because I'm like, oh, now I get to like the character is myself. So I yeah. get to like go on there. I also start started cracking jokes in between uh, songs. <laughs> what you got to do? <laughs> yeah. What's your like, what's one joke that you've done in your set that's like your go-to? I don't even know. I just yeah. say, I, I don't know if I can curse on here, but I just say mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. I yeah, just say whatever too. comes to my mind. The one thing mm-hmm. any of my friends are honestly like, if I, even when I start dating someone, uh-huh. there's, there's a guy that I'm friends with. Uh-huh. He's like, you're so direct. Like mm. you're just so direct. I will literally say anything. I have no shame and I'll be mm-hmm. on stage and I'll just talk about things that I probably shouldn't talk about. Oh yeah. yeah. People think it's funny because they're, you know, they're like, wow, this is, this is either a lot or bold or unexpected. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I'm a weirdo. I don't know. Yeah, same here. <laughs> Listen, I have a song called Flying that's literally like, it's basically about just letting things go. Like it was about a bad relationship, but I always put it yeah. in terms of like, if you had a bad situation at, at work or whatever, just like put your middle fingers up during the chorus. And I literally have the audience like do that at me. I love and, that. Yeah, it is literally, and I'm, it's the same because like, let's say I had like a tough week or or bad, like, um you know, like mic check or whatever. I'll let, I'll let everything fly. I'll just like tell, tell the audience what it is yeah, because it like, it, it breaks down like, the barrier for me, at least, you know, yeah. of like, oh, this is a performance and we have to be like so buttoned up. Like, no, we're we're here on the, a floating rock in space. Like, <laughs> and I'm over here singing to you. Like, yeah, it's insanity. I, def- I definitely think that it's an interesting thing being on stage in front of, like you said, either 25 people or 250 people. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. because someone will be there reacting and loving you and yes. that's what matters. I mean, yes. and if you're having fun, it'll show. So mm-hmm. yeah, usually if you're performing and it's, let's say like 10 to 30 of your good friends, they're going to know mm-hmm. your jokes anyway. So it'll be hilarious. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I, whenever my friends come to shows, I always watch to see who's not laughing. Then I'm like, okay, I think they've heard it enough. Like I've, <laughs> I've exhausted this. So <laughs> totally. Yeah. I feel you. I don't know if I have a joke though, that I tell. Mm-hmm. The only time I've ever had like a written joke during a show was I wrote a cabaret show. It was a one woman show. It was, oh, cool. Yeah. It was like a one and a half to two hour thing and some mm-hmm. originals, some cover songs. And one of them was like a theater song Okay. And it was, oh, that's interesting. It was a song called, oh, I think it was sung by Bette Midler. Okay. It's called Pretty Legs, Great Big Knockers. Okay. And it's a really funny, <laughs> funny song. Yeah. And I don't remember if I added a monologue in there or if mm-hmm. I it was already in there, but that was the only like planned joke. Mm-hmm. Everything else is usually just whatever comes to my mind. But I will say yeah. 
I'm sure you agree. You do have to have some sort of plan for the show, at least like, Mm. you know, especially if you're going to do, let's get the audience to clap along. You need to kind of practice that a little bit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. those are the behind the scenes secrets. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, guys, you're getting all the tea right now because that's exactly what I do. Literally, when we're doing like run throughs and stuff, do you work with guitarists or like accompaniment? Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I always like feel weird whenever I'm like, okay, guys, in this part, this is when you guys are just going to play the next song and I'm going to talk over it. Mm-hmm. And this is when I'm going to say this. I don't know why, like I'm, I'm more <laughs> used to it now, but when I first started saying it, I was like, man, this is like super, <laughs> I don't know. It just felt weird. I was like, why am I planning to talk? But you I know, to- but how fun is it when you actually are on stage and you see the, the bounce back of that, you're like, yeah. like, listen to me say, um, no, 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 just, you know, and then you say no, no, no. And then you mm-hmm. hear it and you're just like, damn, that, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, that worked. That worked. Yeah. Yeah. So, Lindsay, <laughs> I want to dive it into a little bit of your music. I think it's so dope, by the way, that you put a musical theater into your set. Like, oh. I'm now thinking, I'm like, how can I do that? Because, like, that's really cool. I think I've come to the, I've come to accept that as an artist, I am probably more, I'm pop rock, you know. Okay. I but I would say that I pro- because I come from a musical theater background mm-hmm. from years ago, I haven't done it in years. I would say mm-hmm. that I do have some residual <laughs> musical theater oh, sounds yeah. in my music. I love singing musical theater. I think that singing pop is a lot harder than singing musical theater. Mm, when you sing, so. because when you sing musical theater, the notes are elongated. You have more room to belt and to kind of like be open in pop it's quicker it's faster there's less breathing room yeah you have to you know you'll hear these artists and people will be like oh their voice isn't that great but if you actually listen to them sing a song that they have the room to really vocally show themselves off you're gonna Mm -hmm. be like damn they're actually really really good yeah and i think sometimes pop bubble pop at least Mm -hmm. takes that away i think rock and roll um alternative indie can really showcase that you know mm-hmm. Adele is a perfect example of a yeah. pop artist who has like a who's made pop what musical theater artists really want to turn pop into yeah yeah <laughs> you know what I mean mm-hmm. like that's that's the kind of music that we want to do because it's like beautiful and it's yes you can really sing it you those know? belty notes yeah. 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 I think a great example of the former of what you were saying is Ariana Grande. Yeah, for sure. Because she, you know, she's a musical theater yeah, baby is. at heart. So it's like when you, but when you hear her on the radio, it's like very simple, like verses and maybe she'll do a belt or two. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, Lindsay, that's like kind of the journey I've been going through with my music. I do a lot of like, uh, like kind of like bubblegum pop mixed with like R&B, EDM, mm-hmm. kind of like an amalgamation of it. And usually my hooks, like I've been starting to do this recently where I'm trying to put like more brighter notes and I'll do like a run at the end and stuff like that. But someone told me something that's really stuck with me. They were like, you have to, when you're writing a song, you always have to imagine like the audience singing it back. Right. Yeah, 100%. And guarantee maybe there'll be one or two, but most audience 
ain't do musical theater, you know, so they're not <laughs> going to be able, they're not going to be able to sing those things. So I'm like, okay, like that makes sense. So it's like, it's really been for me, like finding the balance between it or like, I feel fulfilled as an artist. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, it has commercial ability. Too. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a different types of people that go see shows. I mean, there are people that have never heard of, I mean, this is going to sound nuts, but there are people in this world who may have never heard of Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. There are people in this world. I mean, there are famous artists in different countries and yeah. that I have no idea who they are. Mm-hmm. There are DJs that are famous that people bring up to me and I'm like, I have no idea who they are. Right. But it's, right. it's the same with musical theater. There are people who only listen to musical theater mm-hmm. and yeah. they, there are people who don't even listen to music. There are people who listen to podcasting only. Mm-hmm. There are people who read books only. Yeah. You know, some people yeah. only watch sports and they only know the top 10 songs on Billboard. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think this world is filled with billions and billions and billions of people. Right. And right. at the end of the day, I mean, you're always surprised as an artist to find some random stranger that approaches you and is like, I really like your music. And you're mm-hmm. like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, thank you, but it's, right. it's always a little shocking, but you never know who's listening. That's why yeah. it's good to be honest with mm-hmm. who you are on these plat- on these platforms. Social media yeah. is beautiful and ugly at the same time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, it's, it's a double-edged sword for real. Yeah. The, yeah. Or not double-edged sword, that was the wrong analogy. But when you were saying, uh, I was going to say authenticity because that is so important because that's how we digest. I feel like music is uh like the language of the soul right Mm -hmm. and that's how like people can connect with it so when you have like these top 40 songs that just recycled content and you know not a lot of thought was put into it I always like was like man why don't like it's a good song but why don't I really like like it why am I still listening to the same 10 albums that I have like for the last few years you know because you've connected there was obviously you know there's a connection there you did it did resonate with you to some degree mm-hmm. but i hear right. you i hear yeah. what you're saying you know yeah. it, it's like i want to hear the new people i right. want to hear the people that i don't know i right. want to hear these actually this playlist that i'm on uh, someone approached me his name is jason and mm-hmm. he started this playlist on spotify and it's mm-hmm. a playlist with musicians from all over the world okay. and all, and they're okay. all underground artists They're all Mm -hmm. artists that are either unknowns up and coming, or some of them have a ton of followers, you know, Mm -hmm. but I thought it was so cool that he created this list and he has a band that's called son of a ghost, I believe. And he is very talented and they're based in Utah. I've never, I've never, you know, met, met this person, but we connected via social media and music. Mm -hmm. And now his Spotify playlist has like, I, Maybe two thousand. I mean, he has two thousand likes on the playlist, which I right. think means that there's an, a bunch of people following it. Yeah, yeah. Two thousand seems small in the span of ten million, mm-hmm. but I rem- I was I was one of the first artists on the playlist when it only had like three or four likes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just think it's pretty cool. cool to see yeah. that artists actually supporting other artists. Yeah, and and that's a biggie for me too. I love that. Like, there's people like that that I've met that, you know, don't want any kind of like 
trade-off or money or anything like that. They're just like, hey, you know, I see you doing your thing. I would love to like put you and Mm -hmm. get you involved in something like that. Yeah. Because I think that's another really important piece too um, about why A, I like doing music, especially because it it connects people. You know, I've always kind of been someone who is, I I wouldn't say like a people person. Um, I'm kind of like an ambivert. So I'm like extroverted and introverted, but I always Mm -hmm. like to have people involved. Like I don't like, you're inclusive yeah inclusive that's right yeah Yeah, that was one of my you know whatever those like personality things were (laughs) (laughs) um and Myers-Briggs that personality thing yeah yeah the thing you have to do for work all the time (laughs) um but that that's one of the beautiful things about music and I don't know how like the Miami music scene is but in Atlanta it it's sort of lacks that a little bit you would think Atlanta would be this like really music mecca where everybody's kind of like collaborating and stuff I found most of my collaborations happen through things like this like when Mm -hmm. uh through things like Voyage or just me connecting through social media like how's the journey like of that been for you (sighs) that (laughs) is so coming from New York where everyone Mm -hmm. is more out there and there's a lot more spaces for originality. Right. I've definitely had a harder time in Florida to find mm-hmm. that. You know, Florida is like cover band central. I mean, yeah, I could see that. This mm-hmm. is like, there are so many amazing cover bands out here. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the artists that I've met are, they don't necessarily focus on original music because mm-hmm. the money's in covers, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I have had a harder time out here finding musicians, but I have been mm-hmm. lucky and I have connected with some really amazing people out here who are just excited about music. And I am mm-hmm. kind of, you know, building new relationships with musicians when you're in a new place is a mm-hmm. challenge. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, I'm coming from New York City where I had a music family that I always worked with. And now mm-hmm. I'm in a city or a place where I have to rebuild that whole thing. Mm-hmm. But I think it's cool because then you expand your network and you yeah. expand your skill set. And maybe mm-hmm. you even learn something new about yeah. yourself through the process. Yeah. Yeah. I was just about to say that it's like a new adventure and you're kind of challenging and kind of, you know, re- restarting and like a new refreshed place. Yeah, the Miami doing... music scene is like, sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. I'm, I'm very interested to know. The Miami music scene is different. Um, mm. It's, I would say I'm actually about 45 minutes outside of Miami, but okay. the Miami scene is more like, I think, reggaeton and like DJs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously some covers and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they do have some great open mics out in Wynwood. Okay. And yeah, actually, yeah, and out in Delray, I know they have some some great open mics. I actually have some friends that are are female artists that are amazing mm-hmm. yeah. that do solo acts and they perform around South Florida. So it's definitely oh, awesome. there's definitely opportunity. It's just you have to go about it differently. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like Atlanta is a little similar in that, at least for singers, mm-hmm. um, because it's such a hip hop heavy place. So kind of like how Miami is like a DJ heavy place, like. 
here is kind of like finding those opportunities. And for me, it's like, I love sharing it with everybody, but not everybody's the same way as me. Mm-hmm. And I'll just kind yeah. of leave it that way. <laughs> um, so, but I, I'm actually doing something similar to you where I'm going to LA for about two months this year and just doing shows out there. And that is just so like, That's A, awesome. to do the shows. Thank you. And then also to like gain that network and kind of like restart and, and refresh you yeah. know, because I, I think that's that's super important for what we do. It's like to keep a fresh perspective, to have a fresh batch of people that we can call like our music family. Totally. And, yeah. 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 There's a Instagram account I follow that I love. It's called Songhouse. Yeah. Songhouse. And, oh, they this the man who created this profile. I I honestly don't know his his name. I just listen okay. to all his music on there. But yeah. I actually was introduced to it by an artist that I connected with when I was doing my like podcast and mm. his name is Keiko, K-A-Y-K-O. And he okay. is part of this amazing network of musicians out in Nashville. And mm. they just write these 30 second clips mm-hmm. and you have to listen to this. It's called Songhouse, yeah. and they're, they're just singers. They're mm. all songwriters they're all amazing writers. And that, for example, and the reason I bring this up is because that's like the kind of thing I'd want to be a part of as if, let's say I were to go to Nashville for three months just to check out that music scene. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of uh, group I'd want to be involved in because it would be like what you're doing in LA. You're getting involved Mm -hmm. in different groups, seeing all these cool people and you just never know, but you've Mm got to listen to this Instagram. It's so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow. So is it a podcast or just like a video series type thing? It's a video series. I think okay. they have a TikTok. I only follow them oh, on cool. Instagram because I'm just comfortable on Instagram. Hey, hey that's your home. You know, <laughs> ain't no shame. But yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. That's something in Nashville that I find so interesting. And mm-hmm. LA, I've never really explored the music scene. Yeah, it, it's interesting. It's interesting. There's a lot going on and it's surprisingly very supportive. I, I did the same thing last year, but only for a month. And I made so many new friends just by going to like uh, different showcases and things like that. Um, I, I definitely don't think it's for everybody. Mm-hmm. I think it's for a, um, a certain type of artist. But I think once you're there and you're able to just explore, I feel like every artist should explore it because yeah. you know, it's LA, but yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. And I, I, and I will say too, New York, I also love the music scene, uh, the indie music scene there. Um, I love the music scene in New York. Yeah. I'm biased though, because I'm from New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm from Jersey. And for me to give New York any compliments is like a huge deal. So wow, Jersey yeah. boy. Okay. Yep. Through and through. Through and through. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Well, Lindsay, it's been so great talking to you. And uh before we leave, uh, is there any projects that you want the listeners to be aware of? Any new things, any things that's out? Like Yeah. So I just released a three-song EP called Back from the Dead. Okay. And I have a show coming up in June in New York City at the Delancey downtown. Oh, that's awesome. And it Congrats. is actually, thank you. It's actually a show for Pride. Okay. So the show Everybody. is dedicated to all the love <laughs> that we mm-hmm. can share. But uh, there will be some amazing artists. I'm performing with my band. I'll be performing some old stuff, some new stuff. Just having oh, a good time. Yeah. That's awesome. 
<laughs> and where can listeners find you? I know you said you're on Instagram a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me on everything. Uh, Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, Reverb Nation, YouTube, TikTok, all the above. Instagram. All the above. <laughs> awesome. What's your Instagram handle? Uh, my in- Instagram handle is underscore Lindsay Benjamin underscore. Awesome. Well, everybody, make sure you follow Lindsay and stay updated with everything she's going on. She's a very talented singer. Highly recommend. And Lindsay, thank you so much for being a part of In The Mix. Thank you. You're the bomb. Yeah, thank you. you. (laughs) Of course. And thank you to Voyage and Canvas Rebel for giving us the space to talk. And I'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye. See ya.